Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Cast away from me all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God works, well, all the time, God works providentially uh, with our mistakes. For some reason, I thought it was still ordinary time, and I think we had ashes yesterday. So, um, the first reading was wrong, but helpful. <laughs> so, don't worry, Eli, not your fault. The book was open to the wrong page. The, the, the thing is, the reason it was helpful is because that passage about the flood and the animals really tells us why we fast during Lent. The reason for the absence of flesh meat from our diet is because it's looking backward to the garden, to life before the fall, and to our relationship to creatures, right? I've talked to you all before about my dog, but our our relationship to animals helps us understand our relationship to God. The distance between me and my dog is pretty big. Like, I can, like, oh, brush my teeth and say mass and stuff. Reggie can't do that. But the distance between me and God is infinitely larger than that. And if we don't get that, then we won't ever really understand we're doing relative to God. The absence of flesh meat from our diet helps us return to a kind of primal innocence. It's not because vegetarianism is like magically better. We're not playing a PETA game or something. But it it is recognizing that our relationship to living things, and especially animated things, like the animals... Latin kids, right? Animals, that, 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 that tells us something, it reveals something to us of our relationship with God. I want to say a word, however, about the collect, the opening prayer from the Mass today. And that's because that prayer is really, really, really old, and it has uh, an important part in the life of St. Thomas, our patron. So that prayer would have been the last prayer St. Thomas said in the sacristy every day before he said Mass. The translation's a little bit different now, so this isn't going to sound exactly like what you heard, but I've got an older one in my head, so bear with me, right? Direct, O Lord, all our actions according to your inspiration, and bear them forward by the help of your grace, that all that we do might begin in you, and so by you be rightly completed, or happily ended, or brought to perfection. Okay, so here's the, here's the big idea, right? The main difference between our relationship with God and our relationship with everything else is this. Our relationship with everything else is in distinction to us and comes from the outside. Huh? 
I might like you, but I'm not you. And I'm not inside you, right? I might know you very well. I might be able to reasonably guess your, your behavior or something like that. But I can't read your mind, barring some special gift from God. I can't for certain know exactly what you're going to do in any particular situation. But God absolutely can and does know all of that about us. And in fact, God influences us from the inside out. So everything else that we encounter comes to us from the outside. But God literally works us from the inside out. And this is especially important as we begin Lent. That's why the prayer happens today and not two weeks from now or something like that. If we're going to take the next six weeks and we're going to be especially serious about our spiritual lives, if we're going to give up sweets, TV, or whatever the good things are that we like, if we're going to be more attentive to our prayer and we're going to, like, on purpose in a much more intentional way, tend to the needs of the poor, we can't hope to do that by ourselves. You know how I know? Well, you wouldn't be able to give up sweets if you just could choose to not do them on your own anyway, could you? <laughs> we need grace to do it. And most of us, especially like, I don't know, from the second or third row back, most of us have the experience of saying, I'm not going to eat or drink or do whatever for Lent. And what happens by like the middle of next week? We've done it, right? We ate it. We fail. I know this is going to be very hard for you to believe, even harder for the grown-ups. Your wills are really weak. Like, your ability to choose is much softer than you imagine. You're not alone. Mine is too. But that's the reason we have Lent. It's to help build up our wills like a muscle so that we can stop choosing the stuff that's bad for us and start choosing the stuff that's good for us. How many of us left to ourselves, like without parents or teachers or priests or anybody scolding us, how many of us would eat broccoli three meals a day? Right? Not going to happen. Nobody really likes broccoli, but, but, but we eat it because we know it's good for us. We eat it when somebody in charge of us who loves us and wants us to be healthy makes us eat it, and that makes us better. And then over time, we might actually develop a taste for broccoli. Maybe not broccoli, but something else, right? You get the idea. Yeah, I hear it. So what I need you to do what I need you to do is as you start, whatever your penance is this Lent, whatever you're giving up, I need for you not simply to commit to not doing that, but to think about taking that energy that you're not spending on that and putting it someplace else. That's the reason the church puts together fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. The money or the food that we're not spending on ourselves should go to somebody who has less. And the energy, the time, the 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 intentionality that, that we were not spending on ourselves, that should be focused on prayer. All to prepare us for the Lord's resurrection. That is something you can do and I can do and my dog can't hope to do.